balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I know that I need to have a lot of vegetables and fruits, and I do as much as I can, but I know that I'm missing out on some vegetables. You can't eat all those vegetables if you're cooking them yourself, and I'm a, I'm a professional chef. So I saw your products, I saw it online, and I said, i got to give this a try. In addition to the fruits and vegetables that I already eat that are fresh, I believe that this gives me the 100% of the natural ones that I didn't eat. So I did it for that purpose, not as to be a substitute, but as to be the supplement for the things that I missed during the day. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Kate. Lamar. The- Have you purchased your coin yet? Please do so. Go to katedallyradio.com and get your collector's coin, the Kate Daly Show silver coin. It's going to put a few bucks back in your pocket because you're investing in in silver. And I like that. And it's only going to go up from here. So make that investment into Truth and Radio. Know that you did something for truth. You did something for freedom of speech. You supported those that are trying to tell the truth. It's such an important message right now, you guys. I can't even tell you. I've been doing this a decade. And we took the show on our own. Own about five years ago. But but in order to keep going, we're going to need your support. And this show has to be run by the people. It has to be. We don't, we're not, we're not owned by a corporation. And so we don't have that backup resource. Um, and this is why it's such a word of mouth show. And we don't do any advertising. Uh, but we've grown immensely this year, but we need your help. Please go and purchase a, co- a collector's coin for 99 bucks right now, where most of that goes to the show and puts a little money back in your pocket. Go to katedallyradio.com. Thanks so much for helping us. Patriot Act, turning citizens into suspects since 2001. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Good morning. America may never be the same, and this is why. A beautiful Tuesday turned tragic when American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And that was just the beginning. No, it wasn't a commercial airline. But that second one was no commercial No, second one, definitely. First one I never saw. The second one I saw it was big, though. Big enough. It was no it was no Cessna. No, no. No Cessna. But it didn't have any markings on it that I saw. No, I didn't see any. The plane circle around and actually come on to the opposite side of the building and smash into the Trade Center. It was great, to be honest with you. And the plane wasn't no uh, airline or anything. It was a twin-engine, big, gray plane. Mark, were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. Tuesday, 9.47 a.m. Hi, baby. I'm Baby, you have to listen to me carefully. I'm on a plane that's been hijacked. I'm on the plane. I'm calling from the plane. I want to tell you I love you. Please tell my children that I love them very much. And I'm so sorry, babe. Um, I don't know what to say. There's three guys. They've hijacked the plane. I'm trying to be calm. We're turned around. And I've heard that there's planes that's been, been flown into the World Trade Center. I hope to be able to see your face again, baby. I love you. Hi there, welcome. 
Kate Daly Show. Oh, yeah, today, just sit back and listen uh, to Rebecca Roth, the author. You are going to learn things about 9-11 you didn't know. We have, she has new evidence, new information to give you that is mind-blowing. Please just take a break from your life for the next couple of hours and understand what really happened on 9-11. This is crucial because we have to understand what our country is capable of doing. And, um, and you know that uh, in that, those clips that I just gave you, one of them was so many eyewitnesses standing on the ground saying it was a military plane. There were no windows. This was gray. It was not, this was not a commercial plane. Those were scrubbed. They never, ever talked about those again on the news. Okay. And that last clip was, uh, was the flight attendant CC Lyles on flight 93 talking, uh, you know, obviously giving a message. And at the end you heard somebody, uh, say something and Rebecca Roth, what did they say at the end? It's kind of controversial. Some people say they, she said, um, you did great mm-hmm. as if it was somebody, uh, coaching her right. told her what to say. Other people think she said it's a frame, but it's a frame doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. If she went on it, she wouldn't say that. <laughs> right, right. There's no reason she would say that. And I don't know. There's been a lot of misdirections around 9-11. There's, it, the, yeah. Let me just say, this, the truther movement has been heavily infiltrated by the deep state. That is the truth. And about, I think over 60% now of Americans do not believe the official story correct. Something in their gut and in their Mm -hmm. spirit says something is wrong here. And that's very telling. Yeah, very, very telling. So several years ago, oh my gosh, quite a few years ago, I I became very aware of Rebecca Roth because I read her book and and I honestly, I read it in in one evening and I... (laughs) was sitting there mind blown so of course I get a hold of her and I am just like we have to have you on the air ASAP uh the book the books are written in fiction methodical illusion methodical deception methodical conclusion methodical exposure and methodical agenda and they go in order and she uh does this in fiction so that she can say the things that she needs to say and a lot of authors have to do this now a lot of authors that I have on the show and this was the foremost authority on the subject of 9-11 because she was a flight attendant for how many years? Oh, over 30. 30 <laughs> years. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. And international purser. And so her knowledge about the planes, protocol, what they were supposed to do, what they didn't do on 9-11, surprisingly, all of these things, the phone calls, the length of the phone calls being made at the time when we didn't have the towers to support lengthy phone calls up in the air, all of these things she brought to the forefront. And I'm so grateful for her because you know what, when I read your books, it was finally something made sense about 9-11. It's the only explanation, actually. Yeah. I hope but people the, get your books. The story, it, <laughs> there's so many... Uh, there's so many impossibilities in the government story, especially from inside the airline, because uh, everything that we knew, we saw, we didn't see. And I was uh, joined after uh, the first couple books, I was joined by a whole family full of airline pilots, flight mm-hmm. attendants, air traffic controllers. Everybody had some piece of the puzzle to put together with that they brought me and I was like, wow. And they, none of them knew each other. Right. So right. nobody knew what, what all I was gathering. 
Hmm. Well, there's a couple of, there's, there's reasons to do this show. And then we have a lot of new listeners too. And so you might hear a, a few repeat questions or a free, a, a few of repeat, um, you know, points to be made, but there's also a whole lot of new things to talk about as well. So we're going to cover it all in today's show. Um, but also, you know, this is an exercise in, um, because it's, you might even have the question 22 years later, still talking about 9-11, of course, because most people haven't fully woken up to the full picture yet. And when the government came out and said, okay, yeah, we didn't tell you the truth. Okay, it was Saudi Arabia. And people actually believed that. I don't know why you would believe that. But um, but here we have this, this problem of not being able to identify that the government can do what the government's going to do. And maybe when you see how they operate and how they work and the things that they did throughout this entire thing, then maybe we can spot it again. That's my hope. That's my hope for doing this. There's a reason for doing this. Let's, let's start spotting um, the lies and let's start spotting with the, the misdirection because that's where we can, we can solve things in the future. 9-11 happened. Those people lost their lives, but we can certainly do something in the future. So let's talk about, um, you were a flight attendant. When did it hit you? After, how long after 9-11 did it hit you? Something was wrong with some of the stuff coming out. Oh, I stopped flying about five years afterwards, and somewhere around uh, 2010 or so, mm-hmm. I started to look into this, and I started to find some of the FBI 302s of, like, the flight attendant that first called out right. Betty Ong from Flight 11. Uh, I had flown out of Boston, so I had a pretty good idea where they were when they made those phone calls, and I knew that phone calls couldn't be made from cell phones, certainly, from the air. So... I, I started looking, just kind of creeping around a little bit about it because mm-hmm. it, it took me a while to be able to well, get curious. What about the plane? What about the phones in the back of the seat? Were they available? They were, but not for a flight attendant in a jump seat. And Betty Ong told, uh, she has a, about a four and a half minute recording. Okay. And she told the reservation agent she called, which is not a place where you would call if mm-hmm. you could make a call. Uh, she just kept all of the crew members broke protocol. I'll just say it that way. And I started to see them. Why would they do this? I was like, well, that's weird. And then uh, lo and behold, I ran into a literally a chance meeting of a special forces soldier mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. one of those guys. You remember seeing uh, pictures of the Pentagon. There was like, I think even Rumsfeld was in this lineup. There was probably about, I don't know, 15 or 20 guys. Mm-hmm. They looked like they were looking for a lost contact lens, not a 757 parts. Yeah. Uh, the lawn of the Pentagon. He was one of those guys. He And so he told me about that. And I, well, at this point I was, you know, mm-hmm. I had always questioned the Pentagon and Shanksville crash because there was no evidence of crash right <laughs> no crash there right and so he he told me i i said well tell me was there a 757 there at all because i really hadn't researched it i just was suspicious as an airline employee mm-hmm. and he reassured me that there was no 757 crash there and then he proceeded to tell me that his special unit and i i actually built his his character into a a, a person a character in uh, methodical illusion the first book um and a chance meeting with my main protagonist, Vera Hansen. Mm-hmm. And he told me that his uh, unit, special unit, uh, special forces, uh, were shortly after 9-11 in Afghanistan and Tora Bora, and they had Osama bin Laden in their sights, and they were refused to take him out by what he said was someone very high up, like at the top. And I'm like, at the White House top? Mm-hmm. And he was nodding his head. Uh and I left that conversation and I thought, why 
why would why would they not let if he if he was taking the blame right away why was the president or someone high up on in the pentagon mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. allowing this special forces unit to take him out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense to me right mm. <laughs> and that that was one of those logs on the fire of i got to get to the bottom of this right you know it was right. like there's now wait a minute now that doesn't make any sense and then if you, i were president i yeah. would say you know yeah. take him out yeah and then you realize the hijackers weren't dead Yes. And then right after, yes, I found out. And around that same time, I, cause like I said, I just started looking and there were, uh, the BBC, this is not a conspiracy site. I've never been one for conspiracies, but the BBC, uh, reported like 10 of the hijackers were still alive. And I was like, okay, now that got my attention. Well, sure. And, uh, it was, it was pretty miraculous that we did have passports fall to the ground when nothing else could have, everything else was dust, but the passports, I mean, nothing made sense. And, and they wanted people to know who did it. They wanted, they wanted that picture classified the morning of, you were just, uh, reviewing some footage from that day and the things that they were talking about that they knew. I mean, it was, it was kind of amazing how they were framing it the first day on the news. It's, Really amazing because um, in that uh, in that little snippet from NBC, and this was from uh, nine uh, a nine twelve a.m. to nine twenty two, so very very early on. I have transcripts of FAA headquarters and of the air traffic controllers that that claimed Flight Eleven was still in the air, probably going to Washington D.C. in a kind of a coast radar thing. They were still watching it, so it was still showing up on their radar. Mm. And yet these people on TV were saying it was American Airlines that crashed into They had no idea. The official people really had no idea. Right. And I have in FOIA data. So that's like in transcripts of conversations and phone conversations they had at that time. So it shocked me. It was kind of interesting to go back and listen right. uh, to those original TV uh, things because uh, they yeah. really had the story. Okay. All right. We're going to come right back with Rebecca Roth. The book is A Methodical Illusion, Then Methodical Deception, Then Methodical uh, Conclusion, Then Exposure, Then Agenda. The great book series. Oh, my gosh. It will keep you up all night. I'm just telling you it will because you'll want to know. You'll want to keep uh, knowing because she she reveals so much information uh, that she came across in these books. And um, and, you know, this is uh, this is. This is worthy of this today. We need to know. We need to understand what uh, what some of these intelligence groups are capable of. And we'll get to all the, the details coming back. We have so much to talk about. Are the pilots, some of the pilots still alive? We'll talk about that. Be right back. Kate Daly Show with Rebecca Roth, author Rebecca Roth. Be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. My pillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's 
sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. What a fantastic sale. Use the code word Kate. It helps the show. You can get up to 90% off right now. Take advantage of it. Stock up for Christmas. So many deals that Mike is doing, and it also helps expose election fraud. Thanks, you guys. Use the code word Kate. Hey, everybody. Kate here. You know, I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z-Stack. He's got two products now. One is the the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Uh, Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Then a lot of nice things turn bad out there. a wild world a little cat stevens for you welcome back kate daly show today doing a special on 9-11 uh it's worthy of it because new things are coming out all the time and there's a reason that the country a majority of the country doesn't feel like they've been told the truth it's because they haven't i'll tell you flat out they have not been told the truth you have not been told the truth and uh even with a couple of things of suspicions i think it's way worse than even what you think Seriously. Um, so welcome back. MyPillow, please get over to MyPillow and support this show and support yourself by getting wonderful products. The products are truly, they're that good. I'm telling you, I would never tell you to go get products unless I had them in my house. <laughs> so I love these products. The sheets, they wash so perfectly. The towels, the the um, the robes. My husband loves that robe. The robes, um, you name it. Uh, the down comforters, the mattresses, and their new slippers. Their slides, their slide-on slippers that they have that are brand new. You can get up to 90% off on those. If you put in the code Kate, go to MyPillow.com, order up, and order some for Christmas. Order some things for Christmas. These are great gifts, and you can get uh, you can get them on pennies on the dollar. So go to mypillow.com and get those things. And then also the coin, the new the new Kate Daly Show coin. Please go get a commemorative coin, uh, and while they last. And let me just tell you, it has "Be faithful, be fearless" on it. It's modeled after the first coin ever printed in the United States as our as a country, and uh, it's got Lady Liberty on it, surrounded by stars. It says "Be faithful, be fearless" to kind of remind you that we have to be faithful and fearless to be able to claim back our, our, our world and our constitution. Please go get a coin. It helps the show. They're 99 bucks and it's an investment in silver because you're already putting money back in your pocket when you get it. And it's only going to go up. So please do this for the show and truth and radio, because this show can bring you authors like Rebecca Roth. 
and Rebecca Roth herself that will tell you things you're not going to hear on any other show, I promise you today. Anybody that's doing a 9-11 show will not talk about these things that we're about to talk about. So please, if you like Truth and Radio, go get a commemorative coin at katedallyradio.com, okay? Please support this show. And uh, Rebecca, back here with you. Um, If I were to ask you, what are the three big key pieces, smoking guns that are just so big, they can't be explained away. And uh, because there's, now when I say that, I'm laughing because there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of evidence um, and things that have been so bizarre that you can't explain. But what would you say are the top three if you could only give somebody three things? Well, let me tell you this. I had a little echo there. First off, I I think one of the things that I have had access to is the fact that there were no Arabs on the real passenger manifests. And the FBI came into the airports of departure, but I guess what they didn't know (laughs) is that all of us in the airline family Mm -hmm. can go to a computer at any any airport. Sometimes, I guess now you can do it from your home. Mm Mm-hmm. But you could print off the passenger manifest. If you heard that this might have been one of your company's right. flights, you you would do that. And then the fact that the FBI was basically body searching agents as they were leaving from uh, their duty day mm-hmm. from the airport. Right. Uh, they, that's what they were going for. They didn't want anybody to have a real passenger manifest. And I know now know why, because they were lying about it. There, This is the hardest thing for me to swallow. Mm-hmm. But I know this is right, fact right uh there were no arab hijackers on board that would be one the phone calls were all very suspicious and just on so you know uh betty on kept saying she was in the jump seat but the uh air phones didn't reach there so that meant she had to be on a cell phone and cell phones barely worked on the ground those days mm-hmm. those were the days of the nokia analog right. phones yeah. 2001 we didn't have good reception if you were on the didn't ground have enough towers room. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and so uh another thing that really shocked me as i continued mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not at first but as i continued uh, there was a lot of things at first that i saw because the flight attendants uh 302s and the information that they were uh, saying and do what they were doing because they didn't follow hijack protocol. So that was one. But later on, I connected all of the hijackers that weren't on the planes mm-hmm. to CIA assets, yeah. CIA agents, uh, officers, directors, and FBI informants and agents. Whoa. And well, so I think that in the real corker, I'm going to just give this away because... This is how what, this is what happened to me at the start mm-hmm. at the end of writing the uh, third book, methodical conclusion. I thought it was concluded. That's why I chose that word. Um, I actually found out from a pilot mm-hmm. that one of the pilots from 9/11 was actually still alive in a witness protection program. And so that was my last chapter of methodical exposure. I, I had the ending of that book before I started writing it. Oh my and gosh. That I just gave myself the chill. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is chilling when you really think about it. I mean, I it's bizarre that they were all switched out. Right? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And so, you know, like uh, initially I started finding 
uh, that the flight attendants, like the first flight, there were just two flight attendants that phoned out Mm -hmm. and none of them followed our hijack protocol that none of them said what they should have said. None of them were sitting what they, where they should have been sitting and doing what they should have been doing to follow the protocol. So initially when I first started looking, that was probably my initial red flag. But obviously later on when I found these guys kept connecting to, intelligence operatives mm-hmm. as a matter of fact half of the um of the accused hijackers i call it accused hijackers now because they weren't on board half right. nearly half of them connect to a jewish realtor in florida that's an odd so, person to have in common really so yeah well, especially when they mm-hmm. tried to tell us that these were radical muslims you know and they always try to tell you that they hate christians and jews right that's what the media tells you. Uh, but another thing that's in- really interesting, and this kind of came to me near the end of all the research, because I kept working on these whiteboards. I'm like Glenn Beck on a whiteboard. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. it helps. Trust me, I yeah. could tell him it does help. Okay, so six initial guys came into the country. And the first two came in, and they, like I said, they were connected right away in the airport with a CIA asset and then lived with an FBI informant. Mm-hmm. One of them left the country, and they came in right after the millennial bomber. Uh, the, remember when uh, the whole millennial thing, and they thought the Y2K thing mm-hmm. and all this stuff was... Uh, in December of 1999, they had a guy come in, and they caught him in, I think, Washington State, coming in from Canada. The millennial bomber, he was known as. And uh, so the FBI was on high alert. And two to three weeks later, these two guys come in, And the FBI, the NSA, and the CIA all knew they'd been at a, quote, this is what they say they were doing. They were in Kuala Lumpur at a Al-Qaeda summit. Hmm. And they had no interest in them whatsoever. They were here since January of 2000. One of them left uh, like early, early summer, late spring, May, June, and went back to Yemen. So there were basically five uh, of the 19 accused here to set the stage, take the flight lessons, and et cetera, et cetera. Jeez. So the other ones didn't come in until the summer of 2001. Hmm. So Very I always strange. found that kind of interesting because somehow you could land in mm-hmm. uh, Newark and find a Jewish realtor. <laughs> it is and, odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, then I found out that her husband, who'd also been a Civil Air Patrol pilot, hmm. uh, he was, he was, this is very, how I found them out. Right. He was the editor of the Sun uh, tabloid in Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. And um, it was the Sun that received one of the first anthrax letters. Hmm. And his photography editor died from an anthrax poisoning. Okay. And mm. that's kind of how I found out the realtor over the years. And this is one thing that I started doing because every anniversary of 9-11, there's more interviews with more family members or people that were somehow associated with, with right. uh, hijackers or with uh, crew members. Jeez Louise. And, and some, a few, there's a few late last minute passengers too that just decided to, they needed to go that day. Okay. Uh, very mm. much last minute. So, Ooh, um, yeah, that is, that is peculiar. That's peculiar, right? I uh, just, just, it's like the people that just left the building in nine 11, like didn't go into work that day. Um, mm-hmm. that were pretty influential. Uh, the way the yeah. buildings fell, the artists that were allowed inside the buildings, um, it wasn't that connected to the bushes. 
Didn't he do security? One of the Bushes do security for the tower? Uh, Walker, the cousin, Marvin Bush, both involved in uh, the security of the World Trade Center towers. And the uh, uh, Austrian-Jewish um, artists were actually living on the 96th floor, and they had construction passes for months before they could come and go. So... Um, they were brought in at night, so they would come in at night, right? There wasn't this like the months preceding 9-11? Mm-hmm, and there's, there's been a lot of weird stuff. I mean, there's all this is documented. It, none of it's a conspiracy. They, for some reason, took the bomb-sniffing dogs, the explosive-sniffing dogs, that type of security out. Um, they, you know, the security system was tampered with and, you know, turned off. And, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and what's... They, 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 What's special about that 96th floor? Uh, well, that's the, I think they were right there where the first plane hit. Yeah. And so I, I think another thing, I, I hate to give away too much of the mm -hmm. books, but sure. you know, what I tried to do is as I became like the repository of information from all kinds of people that were involved in one way or the other, in the last book, Methodical Agenda, mm -hmm. there, the last chapters... I basically tell you where we are right now as a nation. Right. And um, also I, I had found and I'd received some emails and some stories uh, about people who were also, um, I hate to say this because I've been tagged as an anti-Semite, mm -hmm. but it, the truth has no religion to me. Right. Um, but they were um, working for the Israeli intelligence mm -hmm. and this one guy's... Um, family members, two of them, one had been a um, phys 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 physicist mm -hmm. and been tar uh, tasked with figuring out where to put the explosives in the towers. And the other uh, brother-in-law, I think it was another relative, mm -hmm. uh, was supposed to be part of the uh, unit that was setting the uh, explosives. And he was with him, his family member, when they saw the towers fall and they, his family member just couldn't, they did it without me. And, um, Ooh. that was his real email is in re, worked into the uh, methodical agenda. Hmm. The thing that I found very interesting in looking at the whole thing is the, the, the really the connections to all of the deep state. And when I say deep state, I think people need to understand really what that is. It's the department of defense, mm -hmm. the military, it's the FBI mm -hmm. and the CIA and the NSA and the DIA and all of the intelligence agencies because they monitor everything we say and do and they have for a very long time and they were monitoring everything people said and did including banking before any of the 19 accused came to this country as well but they pretended they lost them they just weren't mm. interested anymore we're going to come right back with rebecca roth author of methodical illusion deception conclusion exposure and agenda and let me just tell you uh we're not even going to skim the surface of the things in the book you have to read the book to get this whole picture because she spells it out so beautifully all of her research over all these years uh this has been the center of her research and it's been amazing be right back with author rebecca Rebecca Roth.
Hi, this is Ryan from Inside Out Hyperbarics, and today I'm on the radio to say thank you to all of our clients who have allowed us to be part of their healing journeys. From helping those suffering from traumatic brain injury and chronic pain disorders, to those with symptoms of autoimmune or the lingering effects of COVID-19 long haulers. It's been an honor you've put faith in us to help you through some of your toughest times. So to give back, we will be running monthly specials to celebrate our upcoming six-year anniversary. To find these specials, check us out on the web at InsideOutHyperbarics.com. Inside Out Hyperbarics, bringing out the best in you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream Sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There's something happening here But it just ain't exactly There's a man with a run over there Welcome back. Kate Daly Show, a little Buffalo Springfield for you. And uh, I have Rebecca Roth on, author of those 9-11 books, uh, that uh, I think that uh, the deep state is extremely afraid of you reading, to tell you the truth. Um, and, of course, Balance of Nature. Make sure you're getting Balance of Nature. Please go to, um, the, the link is right at the bottom of my website on the homepage. Uh, you can just link from there. Uh, put in the code Kate. Order up. It's 31 fruits and vegetables. So they take the phytonutrients. They take out the air and water, and they give you the phytonutrients. It's a process that they developed in the 90s to give you these nutrients so that you could uh, benefit from 31 fruits and vegetables in capsules. And uh, you can take these every day. I'm serious. My family swears by them. I swear by them. And everyone I know, because I've gotten everybody I know to take it, start taking them. And you, you'll you understand what I'm talking about with levels of energy, hair, nails, skin. I mean, you name it. Everything is is great. And you'll notice, notice a difference in about a week and a half uh, after taking it. It's guaranteed 30 days. You can return it if you want. But let me just tell you, you're going to love it. And uh, you're going to notice a big difference. And we need our health. We need all hands on deck right now to save this country. Um, go to balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com, put in the code word Kate. It's always Kate, my first name. Okay. And, uh, I have Rebecca Roth on and, um, you know, in a previous hour, in a local hour, I was talking about the PNAC. The PNAC was a document written by, um, William Kristall, um, Kagan, uh, Cheney, Rumsfeld, all the characters in the government, uh, at the time of this, of this occurrence. And a year before 9-11, they called in this PNAC agreement project, uh, for a new century. Um, they, they said, you know, we, we need a new Pearl Harbor event, um, to take the military where it needs to go to the countries they need to invade 
in the next 20 to 30 years. I mean, it was such a tell of what was coming. And so when you think about 9-11, think about everything around it, and we must start questioning it. We must start understanding what happened because now that it's been 22 uh, 21 years, we have a lot to talk about. And this is getting to the point where uh, if we don't wake up over 9-11 because there's so much evidence and so much proof that it did not happen the way they are selling it, that uh, this is kind of the awakening moment for a lot of Americans right now. And this is why we're also doing the show today. So tell me about, so people always want to know about the protocol inside the airplanes, Rebecca. What was broken? What was happening inside those airplanes that were big tells for you with your insider knowledge? Knowledge of being on airplanes for over 30 years? When I first started uh, finding uh, FBI 302 interviews typed up of Betty Ong's four and a half minute phone call to a reservations agent, mm-hmm. uh, I, I read through and I, I thought, well, that's, that's kind of odd. And she said some weird things. And I pulled up another one that things had been changed from. So I put those side by side and I thought, how can a four and a half minute phone call that's been tape recorded change? Right. What did they take out of this? Because this is now the FBI. And I keep going back to this because their FBI keeps showing up as informants, as agents, as somehow involved with somebody involved in this story. And so I thought, well, why would the FBI lie about this? Because I already knew they'd lied about the, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, passenger manifest right <laughs> right that's a huge okay. smoking gun right okay, so on and one of them they she said he stood upstairs she referred to the hijackers remember there was supposed to be five as one and she said he stood upstairs there are no air, air uh, stairs in that 767 it's a double aisle one level air airplane so i thought well that's weird are they in a hangar uh, that was my initial thought because there's always stairs in the hangar and there's a mezzanine office space up above mm-hmm. because high to get the tail in and all. Right. And so I've been in lots of hangars over my 30 plus years. <laughs> right. And uh, including some 747 hangars and they're really large. So, and our offices were in a hangar for a period of time. So I was very familiar with what's a hangar like inside. And I thought, why would she say that? And then she said, we're up in the air. And I and they'd remove this. And I was like, wait a minute now. Yeah, no flight attendant would say that, and no flight attendant would call a reservations line. We would call directly to the main helpline, which would be crew scheduling, mm-hmm. uh, who could connect eas- Im- immediately with security, and at the same time they could uh, connect with the FAA, who would f- scramble fighter jets. It seems so to it- me, Rebecca, that the only way they could get a flight attendant to say that, if this was scripted and somebody was standing there making you say something because maybe you, maybe you think you're in a drill or something, and you're and you're repeating a written statement that would say we're up in the air, that would sell it to the person saying it, wouldn't it? Like, so, so say this, and then, and then the statement says we're up in the air and that would maybe sell it as maybe a drill to the person saying it because a normal person wouldn't say that because they would already know you're in the air. You're calling. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's a passenger on Flight 93 named Mark Bingham who called his mother, who also had been a, I don't think she was still active flying, but she may have been a United flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, this is Mark Bingham, mother, both first <laughs> and last name. And then he said, I'm on Flight 93. We've been hijacked. We're up in the air. And then he said, you do believe me, don't you, mom? 
What? And, and so later on, as I found his 302, I was like, his mother and his uh, aunt that answered the phone. And I was like, wait a minute now. He said we're up in the air. And so this is not something, you're right. It isn't something you would say because let me just say this. If we are on the ground mm-hmm. and there's somebody in the aisle that's got a gun or a knife or a bomb, we would immediately push the button to arm the chute and we would get you out of that airplane onto the tarmac at whatever airport we were on the ground at. So you would never, ever say we're up in the air for a hijacking. You just wouldn't say yeah. it. It happens in the air because we would obviously evacuate the airplane real quick right. if that were happening on the ground. So I just these are things I just thought, well, wait a minute now. And then what was really strange is, and again, I kept going back to the FAA changing the story. They actually changed the story on Flight 11. Mm-hmm. I found this out years later in, in researching. Um, they claimed that it was Mohammed Atta and four other people Two of, uh, no, three of which showed up alive, and one of them knew that the fourth person had been killed in a small plane crash exactly one year, September 11th, 2000, one year earlier. So they quickly changed and brought up these other names. That's strange. And most people don't know that. Yeah. I mean, some people have found it, but most people are very unaware of it. And I think part of the reason is they were successful is very few people know what, what our protocols were. Mm-hmm. And first off, and then, so our, our, the whole world in the air aviation in the airline is a mystery. And then so are, um, to most people, unless you're Arab, uh, mm-hmm. their last names are very weird for us because it's an mm-hmm. A-L something or other. Al Shirhi and a lot of names with Al Gamdi, and they used a lot of the same names. Um, but it's interesting because on a couple flights, they completely got busted with people that were still alive. And even though 10 of these hijackers are still alive as well, they just finally stopped changing the story and just, it's like, that's the way it's going to be. And we're not changing the story anymore. And just like how they didn't ever talk about building seven falling down, uh, right. at five in the afternoon for no reason, <laughs> they <laughs> just ignored it. And if you just ignore the truth, then I guess you don't have to talk about it. If you just ignore it, it kind of goes away. Right. So there were a lot of things. There were two flight attendants that called in on that first flight, and they did everything they did, they did wrong. For example, at the time of our, our pro- I can say this now because we had a code word for hijacking, a couple of code words that we would call the cockpit mm-hmm. and use code words. Mm-hmm. And they did any of that. They The cockpits just, just didn't answer. They weren't picking up their phone or what have you. Uh, so that, that whole segment of the protocol didn't happen. But when they made phone calls out, most of the flight attendants called their spouse or their home or their home recorder. Mm-hmm. In this case, Betty Young called the reservations. And the only person that called some kind of company line was uh, the other flight attendant on uh, Flight 11, Amy Sweeney. And she called her base supervisor. And so um, they both they both did the wrong stuff. They did they didn't give the accurate. Hmm. They did give the uh, important information. They, for example, Amy Sweeney said that her and Betty were sitting in the second to the last row in coach, and she was talking apparently on an air phone then, where she could have. Mm-hmm. But Betty said about four times in her four minute call that she was sitting on her jump seat, and air phones aren't for us. We're there to get you out the door yeah. for safety. We're not there to talk on the phone to our spouses or babysitters. Right. right. So 
the phones were made for the passengers. And so she was on the cell and she kept repeating that. And it was as if they were giving such conflicting information. And that's something that was very important in hijack protocol. If you said you were sitting in row nine or, or row 27 or in your jump seat, that's where the hostage rescue people would come in. I and see. they would know you're there. I so, see. But the, the actual protocol was if you were not the flight attendant mm-hmm. that's directly dealing with the hijacker, both of these girls initially said there was one hijacker. Amy Sweeney, however, said he was in 9B. And we'll talk about him a little bit more, too, because he was a hijack, anti-hijack specialist and a highly trained assassin. God. So. She she first said it was him, and then when she called back, she gave uh, seat numbers mm-hmm. uh, of aircraft seats that were not on that configurated aircraft. Wow. Like there was no seat C. Mm-hmm. It was like A, C, D across the way. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there's something wrong here. Uh, so there was all kinds of inside stuff like that that just didn't make any sense at all. This is just not anything. And these girls had been flying 12 years or more. So they, they were seasoned. They were seasoned. And it wasn't one thing. It was all the calls, all the, the all of the pieces that came out of what was going on inside the airplanes didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I lived through this, man. When I first got into this, I... I ate, drank, and slept. I put my flight shoes back on. Yeah, sure. I took off. I was flying around on uh, uh, programs on my uh, iPad. You know, it's like Flight Radar 24. How long, how far can I get in 18 minutes from Boston? Well, I was pretty familiar with that because I flew out of there. So, And I flew wide-body aircraft out of there. Oh, my gosh. And then also the calls. They couldn't have lasted. I mean, you had major interruptions. So to last 20 minutes, that's... That's a pretty long time for a phone call up in the air, isn't it? Well, the air phones at that time also, not only were cell phone calls impossible unless you were on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, air phones didn't work more than, with more than two were used on an aircraft, They one of them was losing reception. They were really bad. That's why they didn't last very long. Yeah. So, you know, they were, they were just poor quality. So anyway, let me finish telling you. So uh-huh. if you were the uh, flight crew, Mm-hmm. And there's one hijacker, like Amy Sweeney said, and Betty Ong said right. he, one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, as the rest of the crew, and now there were nine flight attendants, I believe, on that that aircraft, you were to sit down and not draw attention to yourself, take off your name, tag, and your wings, and cover yourself with a coat, even if it's a passenger's coat, uh, a blanket, anything, to make your uniform disappear and f- pretend you're asleep. So the hijacker could not... Let's say he kills the first flight attendant and he looks for another crew member. That's why we would do that. Hmm. So he couldn't find, he couldn't find us. And what was Betty Ong doing? She was sitting in her uniform with her nim- name tag and her wings in uniform in a flight attendant jump seat for more than 20 minutes. Right. And again, that is so wrong. And there's actually, I saw an, an old point. movie not too long ago, <laughs> a flight attendant grabbed a phone and the hijackers shot her. I'm like, yeah, that's what would happen. Yeah. That's why you would never do this. Exactly. Was like, there was so much stuff like that initially that I, I just kept going back to. And I, again, I kept asking myself now, why would the FBI be lying about who was on the manifest? Because there's only one way you can get on a manifest. And in those days, you'll probably remember, we had a boarding pass and you could pull the stub, you know, mm-hmm. little couple yeah. two-inch stub. Mm-hmm. And that's what the uh, ticket agents, once we closed the door, 
right. uh, to the jetway and nobody else is coming in. They go through and, and all of those, they re- recheck with the computer reservations. Did everybody make it on? And they print that list out of everybody that's actually on the airplane. And even nowadays, we uh, match the luggage. Yeah. So there's no way that the passenger manifest could show uh, 10 different Arabs when there really were none. <laughs> well, so I, I found myself asking that. Well, why would the FBI right. be lying about this? Well, you know, we were talking on the break about, you know, the, the what we're seeing also with what they're doing currently with the whole Trump thing, too. It's There's some huge they, they, they don't deviate a lot from the kind of deceptions they pull. And so some are just bigger than others. And it just there's so much deception around the FBI. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think that this what has happened to President Trump over the Mm -hmm. last seven years by the deep state, Mm -hmm. those involved in the Department of Justice and the FBI, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, he won't win, we won't let him. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff that we've gone through, if we've been paying attention, we know about. Right. If you can't draw the parallel between that to a president Mm -hmm. or a past president and 9-11... You're not paying attention. We're going to be right back with Rebecca Roth, author Rebecca Roth, and uh, of course you have to, you have to go, you have to be here for the rest of this um, as well. We're going to go over some important information and uh, that you need to hear and some new things to be right back on the Kate Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin, limited edition is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits on, in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794, when we became a country. Let's celebrate history. Let's celebrate truth and radio, and the show needs it. We need your help. We can't go on. It's a very expensive show. We cannot do this without you. We can't grow without you. And so this is a limited edition. Please get one before they're gone. And let me just tell you, this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, This is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God we trust, united we stand. Also on the front, it says, the Kate Daly Show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts. Because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time. And get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top.